The winds of change are blowing, and it's easy to get lost and off track. Hi, I'm Renee Barabow, the practical shaman, Hay House author of Winds of Spirit, a wind whistler, and soul coat. This is a show for pioneers who want to learn to navigate the world with a chaotic spin awake. Welcome back to the Practical Shaman podcast, and I'm Renee Barabow, and I have a really special guest with me today. Uh, Lisa Marie Laban grew up in the shade of the Northwest forest, chasing dragonflies and sunbeams. And we happened to meet at We Care Spa over 10 years ago. And I, I recognized her as a fellow traveler and love, 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 love watching who she's become over these last, this last decade. She's a contributor to the Elephant Journal, the Good Men Project, and wrote Take a Family Sabbatical for Hampton Roads, Pearls of Wisdom, 30 Inspirational Ideas to Live Your Best Life Now. She will soon release her first novel, A Young Adult Fantasy Adventure, which we're all waiting for. What we're going to talk about today is her passion for empowering women to live their best lives. She has created a community for local women called the Soul Sister Circle. She brings her tribe a decade of training and insight from ancient wisdom and healing traditions. And she will be offering private transformation coaching in a course called Sovereign Women Freedom to begin in the fall. And welcome, and I'm really excited to have you. And it's been my honor watching you grow and your family grow. I mean, when, when you know, they've gone off to college, some of them, it's like, what a transformation journey you've been on. And, and I want to honor and witness you. So let's, I'm going to blow the wind whistle for all that you're doing and all that you're becoming. And for every other woman out there who has raised a family, you know, gone through, you know, uh, difficult marriage transitions and life. You know, I've witnessed them all with you. And and so I want to honor you with, we're going to bring in Hulda today to help strengthen our reserve as we march forward as women. Okay, you ready? Yes. Wow. Hulda just reminded me to tell all of you and especially you that you're, you, you're working hard and your hard work is going to be rewarded. Just stay with the course. And, you know, as I'm a couple of decades older, I think, and, uh, you know, although you're catching up, <laughs> everyone seems to be catching up lately. Uh, it's like, oh, okay, only I'm the only one who got older. But um, the, that, that it's a journey. It's a path. It's, a, it's an exploration. And I remember all those years ago when I came first to Park City and I used to sit there and, you know, do my soul card readings with this you're supposed to get all of these women together. You're supposed to bring them together. And it took a few more years, but now you're there. And, and tell us about that journey for yourself of creating a community of women who are going to empower each other. 
who are empowering each other. Well, you know, it, you, you did call it, you, you said that years ago when, when we were first here, um, 2010, 2011, I don't know, you came a couple of times, but I, I remember, um, and I just assumed you were talking about some of my new girlfriends who I absolutely love and adore. Um, and I was thinking, okay, so, you know, this is great. Cause I, I'd had, um, I sort of struggled with female friendships throughout my life. I, you know, I, um, made some wonderful friends in college and then we all kind of went off in our separate directions and with our careers and our families. And so I missed, I really missed having close female friendships. So when I moved here to the mountains, suddenly I had some really amazing women in my life. And so I thought you were kind of talking about them. Um, but now, you know, about a year ago, I, it, it, I was going through quite a lot in my personal life and, um, you would think I wouldn't want to add one more thing to my life, but I just got this massive, um, calling, I guess, to start the soul sister circle and to invite not just my close inner circle, but other women from the area, whoever, it wasn't a really clear picture of what it was supposed to look like or feel like, but I was just sort of push, you do this now. And so I'm, you know, inviting these women into my home that I'm selling, that I'm leaving um, to start this with me. And I, I just kind of wing it. I had a, a, one of my good friends and I decided that we, we were missing this deeper connection um, and we wanted it for ourselves. And we felt like, let's just create it. And, you know, this that old thing, create it and they will come. And that is what's been happening. Um, we just celebrated our one year anniversary on the solstice. And I think our, our kind of general number size now is about 50 and growing. And um, we meet monthly. And um, it's just a very collaborative, kind of organic. I'm trying to keep it something that's just sort of intuitive and, um, you know, not too rigid, accessible to whoever comes. We don't have very many rules, but we do really ask that anyone who comes honors the sacred trust and everything is kept in, you know, private, uh, you know, not to be shared or no, no gossiping. We're all sisters. And so um, really trying to create a new space for women that is honoring all of who they are and all of their experience and um, really trying to tap into the wisdom that women have and have always had. But many of us, if not most of us, are pretty cut off from it or we don't claim it or we don't even know that we really have it, but we do. And you really feel it when you're in a group of women, you, you, um, there's this kind of natural um, chemistry that happens that's pretty magical. <laughs> and um, I think when you focus your intentions on, on you know, reaching out to something that's beyond a lot of the superficial ego stuff that we often get distracted by, it's, it's quite beautiful and, and powerful and transformative. And I think that's what you were talking about originally. But um, now well, we have it. <laughs> and it's so funny when you talk about the home you were leaving. And, and truthfully, if I remember correctly, when you were building that house, we went there and planted these seeds. Yes. And they were in the seeds of each of your family members putting uh, their intention into 
a stone and we buried them all at the time. So, yep. you, you know, and one of the things I talk about in my um, spring uh, wind mastery class is that, you know, we plant seeds and, you know, some seeds take longer to grow than other seeds, especially when they're in a rock formation because, you know, rocks are, you know, they're, they're longer enduring and, and a lot of the seeds we plant will be, you know, maybe lifetimes away, you know, maybe, uh, you know, I think I've been, we're bringing in the wind book for many, many lifetimes because we weren't ready for it. And we're still, so a lot of times, like when we started way back with the vision board classes, that was like, that those were like seedlings. And yeah. so it's, it's no surprise to me that you, you're starting to grow this uh, community of women and lots of them are mothers, yes? Uh, many mothers um, or, you know, they are sort of um, nurturing creative projects or businesses. Um, I think most of them tend to be, yeah, some are grandmothers. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know that they they've got and and I don't mean I'm not trying to make your group limited to mothers, but just that this whole idea that you know mothers will unite and mothers will get stronger and um, you know I know as as for you as a mother you've raised really creative children and and have gone through some great lengths to do that and you're creative tell tell us about the book you've been writing for. A long, long time. I mean, um, since I've known you, you've had this this book, and 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 I'm sure when we get to finally have it in our hands, it's going to be like magical. Oh, yeah. So um, this is a story that sort of came to me, like creative ideas do, um, in little bits and pieces. But it was really the spirit of this young girl and I suppose it's it's the maiden energy in all of us um, who who doesn't quite understand what's happening in the world but she's she's sort of trying to find figure out who she is and she's kind of alone and um, a lot of very mysterious things start happening to her and all of a sudden her world is turned upside down and she's basically on this adventure to initially save herself but it's more than that it's much bigger than that and she learns a lot about um i would say the innate power of the human being mm -hmm. through her own soul and her her own heart um so so her journey is the journey all of us i think take on some level but she's she's coming at it from a feminine um perspective so a lot of the hero's journeys are very you know, linear and, and very um, action oriented. And this is, this is action oriented just because of the way I think about things. But there's a lot of mystic energies and there's a lot of like really going in and, and tapping into what's inside and, and kind of bringing it out. So, you know, it'll be interesting to see how it's received. I've, I've had some critical editors who've really helped um, give me some great feedback, um, comparing it to some pretty um, big stories like Divergent and The Golden Compass. And um, it's interesting for me as the creator of the story, because I'm not sure I agree with that. But, you know, whatever, however it's received, I'm excited. I think it's, it's um, a story about understanding ourselves as powerful human beings, every one of us. And I think that that is, uh, I think as we're changing, moving into new dimensions, uh, you know, we have more access to that power, 
because, well, some people say the veil's thinning. I don't really know what all that stuff's all about. But all I know is that for me, and I'm sure for you, like you're saying, okay, we, this week I noticed you planned an event on Tuesday or it was like, okay, this week we're going to do, and how many people showed up? I mean, because time has no, it's not as linear as we think. And, you know, sometimes when it's right, spirit aligns it and all the right people are supposed to be there anyway. Mm -hmm. Have you found that in your group that the the right circle shows up? Absolutely. Every time. Um, And that's interesting for me too, as someone who's sort of a recovering control perfectionist, you know, to just trust that it is all working as it should work. Um, that's, that's harder than, it, than you would think. And for all the spiritual work that I've done, it's still difficult. But I'm, I'm certainly learning that in this group to just trust who shows up. And every single time, last night we had the event you're speaking about. It was a um, portrait collage. It's sort of like vision boarding, but it's a self-portrait that you create. It's got a color theme. And then you kind of, you get inspired by what that color, just how it describes you right now or where you want to be. And um, someone showed up who I have not met yet, but I'd heard about. She runs this amazing um, sanctuary for wild Mustangs. And I was trying to figure out when our next event would be. And she said, well, I just had a, consola- a, a cancellation on, on the full moon in August. And I said, I want it. <laughs> So we're gonna do we're gonna do an event with the wild mustangs on a vortex in a teepee with drums. We're gonna be completely wild, paint our faces. You know, we have not done that yet, and I think it's gonna be amazing. And so that just happened last night, along with everything else. I love that because, I mean, I I I promised I wouldn't make you cry. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I didn't exactly promise, but but you know, people have to understand. there's another side of what's going on in uh, Lisa's life right now that's been really, really difficult. And, and some, it would leave really debilitated and what I've been watching with her. And, you know, we have our public persona, so I'm sure there's a lot of ranting and raving and screaming and, you know, other things going on behind the scenes, but that she's taking that anger, she's taking that hurt and she's turning it, she's transforming it through the fire, through the drumming, through the, 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 the muse is pushing her to, to come out even in broader, you know, you're working on the Sovereign Women's Freedom course. So talk about how the pain has pushed you this year. Uh, well, it's been pushing me for several years. <laughs> All right. Okay, um, I was being nice. <laughs> um, oh, my gosh. Yeah, no, it's definitely a roller coaster for sure. Um, and I think... I, you know, that's, that's, I think that, you know, they always say in retrospect, everything you go through gives you gifts of power to, to, that you then are sort of obligated to share. So um, going through the breakup of my marriage of 24 years has been just um, one revelation after the next. And the process for me, um, you know, using the tools that I want to share has been sort of stunning because while I've been in it, you know, kind of like you're in, you know, the middle of a tsunami or something, I've also been not in it. There's been this witness part of me, my dreamer self, that's just been holding me safely with, you know, great spirit, the way that I have, you know, my, my container for this. Um, and I have just been able to kind of keep in the eye of the storm 
see the emotions as they're coming, see all of this stuff and, you know, just kind of be able to see it almost in slow motion, like a superhero or something. It's like, oh, here comes, you know, this belief system. <laughs> and I get to question it and look at it in a way that I, I would probably not be able to do because my sense of myself, my connection to who I really am was not strong enough because I was still um, caught up in the illusions of roles and identities and story. And in, in the case of marriage, a lot of beliefs that I had to, you know, kind of earn love or deserve love or, you know, it, I had to just kind of make everything work or else, and even when that love was not really love and it really wasn't healthy. Um, I was, you know, putting myself last really um, for the sake of a belief system. So to face that really was difficult. And even as it was unwinding and learning things that I didn't even know, it was, it really forced me to confront, you know, the ego. It's like, well, how could someone do that to me? And uh. <laughs> what, you know, what did I do to deserve that? <laughs> and it, there was a lot of victim, poor me, oh shit. Um, furious rage, you know, how dare they? Um, but, you know, like not, not in a light way, like in a really devastated way. Um, to, so sitting with all, I've, you know, I've been in that, I've been in those different dark eddies for a variety of reasons and it's taught me so much, but honestly, just having the tools to be able to kind of understand what was, what it was all a part, what was happening there and what part of it was real, what really was me and what really wasn't was, was this dance that was happening unconsciously but still teaching me a lot about myself really and about my conditioning and about um, the conditioning of the culture that I'm in and what that all means. And I'm, I'm still learning, but I've, I, I have tools now that I think are really helpful for anyone who, um, you know, has some awareness, but isn't fully empowered yet in their dream or self. That's great. And, you know, can I just say sometimes she'd write me and I'm there like, well, what was the gift? What was the gift? What, you know, and, and I always go back to, well, you know, there's some reason there's a gift here and, and, and transformation. And it's hard to tell somebody, you know, not you, but just in general, when people are kicking and screaming that, you know, that we have the power, we made the choices. And, 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 and one thing I want to say about mothers, because I'm going to put you in a separate category Mothers often come last, and that's part of the mothering role is that, you know, you're, you're bringing these children forth into the world, and there's this connection and this nurturing, and luckily for other animals, they get to let them go at, you know, six months, a year, you know, six weeks, but, you know, a mother's journey as a human is never quite complete, and so that sacrifice is a gift that mothers often give. Mm -hmm. And, and I, and I, I want to, you know, so that's a gift for you too. So, you know, how have you learned to weave that in? And I know you had a, a one son who was really difficult and I watched how he became like such a bright shining star as you 
put yourself into full 24 seven mode to help him heal. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I was, I was reflecting on, you know, unconditional love and how, how I haven't really experienced it externally from other humans in my life, but I have experienced it in my relationship with my children. So that is the gift, right? Because I know what that feels like to give it. And so then I'm sitting in meditation and I'm opening myself up to, you know, the big love of the universe. And I'm realizing that's available to all of us, no matter what has happened, no matter what human relationship has failed us, that's there. So how do we learn what that is and to receive it and know it and, and, and claim it? Um, and so that is the gift of, I think, parenting and motherhood and any kind of caregiving experience that anyone has is that they get to feel that on, right. on that level. and obviously there's other levels but that is thankfully a way that we we do get to to know it if we haven't otherwise you know i was working with a coaching client the other day about um you know where her where i give a people a scale and where her scale was sitting on the lower side was her spiritual connections and so i had her looking at all of these roles between creator and creation uh employer and employee to find that to find that relationship with uh that unconditional love that you seek you know and so there you know there's many ways to get through it and i definitely recommend people if they resonate with her to check out her uh, tribe and her sovereign women's course do you have a, a website i i have lisalaban.com and i'm going to be creating a, a separate site for the course. It's not created yet, but it will be coming. <laughs> you know, it might start the day before the course and she's still going to fill it up because, you know, she's working from a magnetic attraction place and, and it seems to be really good. As we come to a close here, tell me, what do you think the most important thing a woman can do in this day and age is? The most important thing any woman can do is know who she really is. And it's none of the external trappings. It's, it's your true soul self. And when you, have, when you know who that is, it's just amazing how you can just get rid of all the stuff that stresses you out, that bogs you down, that distracts you from really living in your most powerful, beautiful, passionate self. And so give us one example of how you you know, just a simple tool that somebody can use to know when they're in that alignment and when they're off that alignment, how they might shift to get back towards that um, soul self. Well, you know, they say that when you're feeling in a flow or bliss state, you're connected to that truth. Um, so obviously you can find that through creative work, through dance, through, you know, other imaginative aspects. I, I feel like we're too mental. So a lot of the times what we think is, you know, enjoyable is actually just part of the story. So, you know, it, but usually it's whatever makes you really happy, especially if in your childhood, if you go back to where you sort of lost track of time, what were you doing? It was probably something that was in alignment with you. That's so interesting. Cause lately for me, the biggest question is, how do I like to play after, after spending, you know, five years in a cave writing a book, 
it's like I've lost touch with, you know, a lot of my playful self. And, yeah. and so that's my goal this summer. I'm swimming every day and, you know, trying, I, I, I binged yeah. watch the TV yeah. series and someone said, that's fun. I'm there. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah. That's, I think that's old ancient wisdom, right? Be like the children. Right. I love that. Mm-hmm. All right. So um, people look for her and, Again, uh, if you are if you're in the um, Utah area, or you're going to be going to the Utah area. I suggest joining the Soul Sister Circle, or if you're curious about how you could create your own Soul Sister Circle in your community, maybe go over and see the one she's building over there. I'm sure she would let you in. <laughs> maybe, maybe she's got some. Ru- there are no rules. You just have to be nice and no gossip, right? <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, I'm looking forward to coming to Park City in the, the winter, uh, probably early winter, because I want to come and, you know, do the wind work with your group. And Let's set a date. Okay, let's set a date. Then I will, then I will come for sure. Is it going to okay. be a good snowy ski winter next year? What's your prediction yes. on that? Yes, it's going to be epic snow. Epic snow and sun so I can ski because I can't ski when it's shadowy anymore. It's like... Oh. I hated that. Okay, I was the like, right goggles. That's right. Yeah, it's the right goggles. All right. Thank you. Next week, join us for the Practical Shaman podcast, where we bring to you practical wisdom that you can actually take and apply to your life. Have a great week. <laughs>